1: Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, friend-o, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steve Larsen. Larson. Available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the little notify bell next to it on YouTube. And either subscribe or download on whatever page, whatever podcast app you're using to listen to the show. If you want to support Going In Raw, you can do so a couple different ways. First off, by just telling a friend. they have a friend who likes wrestling and they don't know about us, let them know. Yeah. You can also leave us a rating or review on the podcast app that you're using, or you can go to Patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. We have a bevy of reward tiers. If you want to financially help going in raw, that's a great way to do it. We're also available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash going in raw. Hey, you're not shirt.
2: Top seller. This
1: is my shirt, but you can't. You can have your own this shirt.
2: That's top seller right there.
1: Top selling shirt. The Slow Wolf shirt. We have a bunch of great designs there. We do. More to come. Yes.
2: Absolutely. uh, Oh, yeah. That's all our plugs. We're here to talk talk about
1: TakeOver. NXT TakeOver. Philadelphia. Wow. So, um, I I thought this was kind of, interestingly enough, like this wasn't uh, a unanimous, amazing show. On, on the Twitter in terms of the reaction, really, I actually really enjoyed the vast majority of these things, but I kind of understand some of the qualms that people out there what have were heard.
2: these what were these qualms?
1: Oh, some of the Ember Moon Shayna Baszler stuff. A lot of people had problems with. That. I think a lot of people just have problems with Shayna Baszler for some reason. I don't really? know why. I have no idea what the, what the problem with that is. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. A lot of people had problems with that match. I think. And then I don't know. I mean, coming off of Velveteen Dream versus Alistair Black last takeover, this is really hard to live up to that. But I think. Oh the, yeah. I think the Dream sort of uh, he mixes things up. Seemingly now, since that first match with Alistair Black that we saw, I'm really interested to see where he takes his takeover gimmicks, mm-hmm, if you will. Mm-hmm. This time he was. Uh, he
2: had boxing trunks. Right. That were airbrushed.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: With his face. Cassius Ono's face, I believe Muhammad Ali as well. I think Muhammad
1: Ali as well, yeah. And on the back, I think it said "Float like a butterfly, something, something, dream." Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I was great. Oh, they're great. I, yeah, was fantastic. And in fact, I actually really love that match. Um, the first match: The Authors of Pain versus Red Dragon. I'm sorry, Redragon. to Dragon again. Dragon again, <laughs> otherwise now known as the Undisputed Era. <laughs>
2: Uh, shout out to Kyle O'Reilly for playing air guitar in his uh, tag title. Yeah. That was awesome. I can never get enough of he's that. He's super entertaining. Yeah, he's fantastic. Both he and Bobby Fish are super oh, entertaining. Oh, Bobby Fish.
1: Mrs. O'Reilly and Mr. Fish.
2: Yes. Um. I really li- See, I really like this match. I thought uh, it really established Redragon Dragon as the foremost strategist mm-hmm. in the NXT tag division because they had a plan. They executed that plan. It led to victory.
1: Yeah. All right. I uh, I don't know. I just sort of felt like this is a little, the match was fine. I felt like it was kind of a formality match.
2: Oh, it definitely. Because
1: authors of pain and like you know, while the when the authors of pain were at the top of their game like a year ago, yeah, um, it w they were completely and utterly indestructible. Nobody could touch them. Yeah, and I kind of feel like they're three to six months too late bringing them up. I could see that. And so I felt like. I don't know, I just I, I don't agree that that uh, uh, Red Dragon... I, I'll put it this way. We saw what DIY could do, we saw the, what the Revival could do, and neither of those teams really had what it, take, what it took to top Authors of Pain. And so I didn't see anything from Red Dragon that really changed that, except for the fact that behind the scenes, Authors of Pain were going up, so they had to lose. Mm-hmm. That was my main problem with See, it. See,
2: I don't recall uh, in the Revival or DIY matches everybody, anybody going after the authors of Payne's base, their legs, yeah. to that same extent. Yeah, maybe. Because they were tagging in and out while they had uh, uh, Akam in their corner. Mm-hmm. Like, they would do one move on, on the knee, tag in and out. There was a stretch where they had Akam just in their corner, isolated, mm-hmm. and was tagging in and out repeatedly. At least, it felt like a dozen times, at least. Yeah. It was just fast. It kept the match moving. There was a story being told. I mean, if the
1: theme if, is,
2: if, 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 I, if I'm, you know, I, I'm just trying to appreciate the match for what it was without yeah. looking at it. Without, yeah, sure, you know, sure, yeah. Within the context yeah. of off of the page future.
1: If the right. theme is, and I think it is in NXT, one of the main themes in NXT is, and what I like about it so much is that the bar keeps on rising, mm-hmm. better talent comes in, people move on, mm-hmm. and everybody gets figured out eventually. Mm-hmm. Which is still, which is a very interesting concept. I still really like it. It just kind of turns these matches, it's kind of like Bobby Roode versus Roderick Strong. Oh, where they wish.
2: literally, he I literally know. disappeared. Yeah, I know. That. I wish there was a way they can get around the formality mm-hmm. aspect. I mean, they did with uh, Joe and Nakamura, mm-hmm. or Nakamura beam in the rematch, but yeah. oh, no chance of Joe having Right, has right, right. Yeah. And yeah. Won. yeah.
1: Yeah. No, they've, they've gotten around a couple times, but it's been kind of the exception that proves the rule. Um but no, in terms of being a showcase match for Red Dragon, absolutely I was on board of
2: That was great. Yeah, really good stuff. Yeah. Um the finish. Uh saw uh author's paying go for the super collider. Right. Um Bobby Fish, well first they did collide, Fish and O'Reilly. Uh Bobby Fish, power bomb, mm-hmm. Kyle O'Reilly, not he reversed it with a hurricane rana, mm-hmm. got the roll up win. On Aikam. Yeah, roll-up win. Yeah.
1: I wonder if they're going to have their formality rematch. No, wait a second. They came in this, this, as tag team champion. Yeah. So they're not doing a rematch. Probably
2: not. Authors of Pain. So we'll see. Hey, maybe
1: by the time you watch this, maybe they'll already come up to Raw. It's really possible. It could happen
2: tonight. Could. Maybe. I'm shooting this on Monday. We'll see. Next. War Machine sitting ringside. I'm very happy. This episode of TakeOver, this TakeOver, sorry, was
1: jam-packed with new talent.
2: Yeah. I thought it was great. It was great. I'm very happy that they they were calling him War Machine. So I was concerned that they would not call them War Machine.
1: Uh, do you think that's an indication they're going to stick with
2: that name? I mean, that was on the lower third. Right. They're, they publicly called them War Machine, so yes, I think that's what they're going to be. Call no him. rebrand. Where is Donovan Dijak, by the way? Where is that man? He's been doing the house show circuit. He's
1: oh, wrestling. he has actually yeah, been doing that. Yeah, he's been okay. wrestling okay. matches in the house show. It'd circuit. be great if like they do like one of those big brawls where security has to come down and he's a security guard. <laughs> He's like a super (laughs) development. He's an NXT young lion. Right, exactly. Yeah, hey, you know, that's actually a good point. The young lions in NXT are security
2: guards, aren't they? Yeah, Yeah. sometimes the developmental guys, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, anyways, yeah, so that was fantastic. You're right, I'm very happy they are calling him War Machine. I never really thought there'd be... My only problem is that when they debut, whenever they actually debut and they make a big deal about it, we're going to have to add that to the name of the video that we're doing. Oh yeah, and it'll be it demonetized. Monetized. Maybe I don't know. YouTube's been getting a little bit better with that lately. Yeah, sometimes. But then like you know, pranksters are out there throwing fake acid on me. You hear about that one? No. Some idiot in London, where like acid attacks are like a thing. They're, like throwing water on people's faces and then running away for his YouTube channel. I swear, if YouTube doesn't literally just delete his channel, I'm gonna riot. I, I hate people so much. Anyways, moving on. The Velveteen Dream was up next. I love him. So, yeah, so he had the boxer shorts on. Well, in and, uh,
2: during the pre show, he said uh, he, he issued a guarantee that he mm-hmm. was going to knock out Cassius Ono That's in right. 30 seconds.
1: That's right. And he almost accomplished
2: yeah, that. Because he hit Ono with a, a, a right hook, it looked like. Yeah. Uh, ono fell like a sack of rocks. Yeah. Um, Dream, instead of. So here's
1: the thing Dream could have gone for the pin. Yeah. But he didn't. He just started celebrating. because
2: yeah. he lived up to his
1: guarantee. Well, the ref
2: was doing like a uh, ten count, right? Yeah, yeah. The ref was doing a ten. Was like, he? I thought so. Or maybe that's my imagination.
1: I think that's what Dream wanted to have happen. Yeah, because yeah,
2: yeah, that was a boxing. Man. But
1: you don't do that.
2: Not in wrestling, no.
1: I, so I think. Yeah, I think the ref was like, "What are you? He's celebrating about?
2: through the ten count. Yeah, in his mind.
1: And Percy was yelling, "Why isn't he pinning him right now? Yeah. By the way, very sad that Nigel McGuinness. Yeah, apparently there. he had the flu. What a what it take over to miss? Huh? I know, man. Um, but anyways, uh, then uh, Cash Zona does get up while uh, Dream is still celebrating and delivers just a massive forearm that clocked him good. It was great. It was awesome. But then from then on, it was a straight up match. It was man, it was so much fun. I, I really love this match. Cash Zona can't put on a bad match. Yep. No Belveteen Dream is just people are are going crazy for him right now. The pop that he got coming out it was pretty huge. Was huge. Yeah. It was absolutely crazy. Um. And people were starting to boo Cassius because they really, really just love Dream that much. Mm-hmm. And I get it, man. He's oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, he, he is good. He is so good. Um, a couple moments really kind of freaked me out, though, when when Dream was trying to, to power lift Cassius Oh, uh, for
2: the Death Valley driver, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it looked like it was, dude, Cassius was a huge guy. And it's like, I know Dream can, I know he can
2: lift that stuff. And he did. Eventually he did. It was that spot, too, where... where uh Dream was trying to catch him while he was mm-hmm. doing a flying forearm. Yeah, and didn't really catch oh, him. Oh yeah, that's that's a tricky spot the to pull physics off.
1: Physics on that don't seem, you know, they seem. Yeah. the margin of error is pretty thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, it was a really, really fun match. Yeah, Dream went over with the purple rainmaker. Yeah, yeah. Does he always do it from the? No, he. This was the first time he didn't do it from the ropes. He did yeah, it from, from the, the pylon, post, yeah. the ring post. Yeah. yeah, that was cool too. Although it made me wonder, I'm like, is he going to get as much air because he's not springing off the I hole. know, I thought that too. Because I feel like he didn't go quite as high as he usually no, does. No, he didn't. Because of the spring. But
2: they were making a point of, of, of Ono being so far away. Mm, okay. So I guess he went further back and slightly higher up. Ah, okay. Anyways, I love this match. That was great. Yeah. It was a burner right through this. Yeah, I know. We got a lot to talk about for the main event, so. um, Yeah. Uh,
1: Next up, we had Shayna Baszler versus Ember Moon. So before this match happened, I had read that so on the house show circuit, they'd been doing a thing that we had actually talked about where Shayna would put Ember Moon in a chokehold and not let go, and then it would lead to a DQ. Mm-hmm. So we kind of came to that conclusion. I believe that that was going to be the finish of the yeah, match, yeah, something yeah. like it. Um, and uh, it, it didn't happen that way. No. However, so the finish to this, and basically this was, this was Baszler destroying Ember Moon's arm. For the most part, yeah. And to the degree that Ember Moon, the next day of the Rumble, was still was it wrapped up and she was still, still selling it, it yeah, big yeah, time, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was great. Yeah, that was good. Um, it's always fun to me also to see somebody, and I don't know what the largest venue Shayna Baszler has performed in front of, but this has to be the biggest one oh, of exactly. her career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's always fun to see how somebody reacts to that. And she did not appear to have any butterflies. I mean, nope. Maybe she did, but it wasn't on her face. Um, So that was really, really cool. She just, in my opinion, she just looks so absolutely legit. Um, And uh, as great as Ember Moon is in the ring, and she was doing some really, really good stuff.
2: She's a fantastic wrestler.
1: In the ring, she's fantastic. It's just still a matter of character for me. I don't
2: really know who she is. Um, Going back to the arm, yeah, Baszler does the stomp on Ember Moon's arm Mm -hmm. like she did to Dakota Kai. Um, works it over a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Moon eventually hits an eclipse but can't make the cover because she uh, aggravated her arm injury.
1: Yeah, I was like this, that. that. Yeah, was yeah, yeah.
2: And there's this protracted bit where Ember Moon's trying to fight off the arm bar.
1: Yeah, it, it went for a while.
2: Yeah, it did. Um, and that led to a roll-up. hmm Moon cutter with a roll-up. I really like this. Yeah. And I
1: liked it because it reminded me of Brock Lesnar's first loss in the UFC. He was pretty dominant over uh, Frank Mir. hmm and he got caught, and it wasn't in a roll up because they don't do that. Yeah. But he got caught in an arm bar, I think, from Frank Mir, and it was a rookie mistake where he left himself open, and it was obvious that Brock was a dominant fighter. It's just he got caught, and yeah. Frank Mir got kind of lucky. Yeah. And then from then on, Brock didn't lose again until he had diverticulitis. Yeah. This kind of reminded me of the same yeah, thing yeah, yeah. because Shana was fairly dominant through the entire thing, and then at the you know with without you know she just got caught in mm-hmm. a roll up. Mm-hmm and was beside herself mm-hmm. because of it. Mm-hmm. And Ember Moon eked out a victory. Yep. Um and so I, I mean I thought it was fantastic. I still think that they just kinda need to hasten Ember Moon going up to Maine. Mm. Because I they just they're not they they've never really got her right. Yeah. Like she never won against Asuka. Yeah. She I mean if you look if you look at her like Against opponents that need to be protected, she is never really protected. She's lost against Oscar. Mm-hmm. She's beaten everybody in the women's division. Mm-hmm. She's lost against Asuka, and then the heir apparent to Asuka isn't her. It's Shayna Baszler. Yeah, maybe. The one who everybody's scared of. Yeah. And look at how she won. Yeah. She's not been booked really strong, except for when she's able to hit
2: the Eclipse. Um, maybe there'll be I a guess, situation where, say, she goes to Raw... And, you know, like when Elias was brought up, we had, yeah, you know, mild expectations mm-hmm. of what he accomplished. And they just really did an a awesome job with his creative. Yeah. Maybe it's the same thing with Never Moon. She goes to the right show, whether it be Raw or SmackDown. They get a good story for her. They get sort of a, a really concrete character for her. It feels like she needs a clean slate. Yeah. Too, like, too the, too the in-ring work is phenomenal.
1: Oh, I mean, no, she's she's
2: she's great. But, yeah. I think I it it's a n- matter getting the creative down.
1: I never really, I just think that somehow, and I don't know if it's, you know, the best characters are the ones who are just themselves turned up a notch. And Shayna, I just feel like that's her yeah. turned up a yeah. lot. Um, and with Emma I just wonder if she's, I don't know, just a mellow person. Yeah. Or just like, I don't know. She always comes off as like a genuinely, like a charismatic, which is a very sweet, like a girl next door type personality when I've seen her in interviews. I've gone over this a million times on, on yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. NXT Recap. Well,
2: if, if, if her packaging, you know, for in-ring work... In any way match what you know, seem to be an extension of her personality. Mm-hmm. If it makes sense, but they have this war goddess thing. Yeah, for her. right. And if it was a, a situation where, <clears throat> if they established this, where once she goes through that curtain, she becomes a, almost like a different person. Mm-hmm. Whereas backstage, she's you know she's more mellow. You yeah. Know, you know she's normal. Um, and then she goes through that curtain and like she just is, you know, taken over by some force. You know, to make it supernatural and yeah. taken over by some force, and she becomes kind of otherworldly or mm-hmm. nothing supernatural, but just. Mystique. We've been saying yeah. that with her, that she needs some mystique. It's like literally they had a, a delineation between, you know, even... What's her what's her real name? Uh, who, Ember Moon? Yeah. Well, I know her name was
1: Athena on in the Indies. Yeah. I don't know her real name. Well,
2: like literally like when she's
1: on oh, the yeah, performance
2: yeah. side of the curtain, she's Ember Moon. But when she's backstage, she didn't refer to herself yeah it all just something like that that could, could be, be like a little forty dollar
1: slash demons, yeah thing. yeah, but
2: just make it a really stark difference between when she's in the ring, when she's wrestling it's almost like she's somebody else, yeah, I don't know
1: i just I just feel like she's i don't know like here's the thing you can do her like what I think what I've seen her personality as in interviews, when I say, like, the girl next door thing, mm-hmm. is a bit closer to Bailey. Mm-hmm. And with Bailey, there's a bit more of a childish, you know, thing going Innocence. there. Innocence, yeah. It do not have to be all that. But I, I feel like you can... You, it, that's more along the lines of... kind of maybe what Sami Zayn was before he started going heel. You know? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a regular dude.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I kind of feel like she needs to be a regular person. And that would kind of lend a bit more of an
2: underdog thing to her. But then you see her work in the ring, and there's nothing really underdog about <laughs> yeah,
1: I know, how I know. she wrestles. She's so good in the ring. She's so good. She's so uh, like the her presence in the ring has that mystique to it. So I don't know how you resolve it. So maybe maybe, maybe it's, the way, it's, yeah.
2: it's either you make you make a really stark delineation with her character mm-hmm. that behind the scenes, you know. She like maybe you can have her go by her real name, yeah, or some variation. But like. every
1: time they try to they try to make her promos like aggressive or you know like the one against Shayna Baszler, it was like dude, everybody runs circles around her, mm-hmm. and it's just it's bottom line is it's not believable.
2: But when she was doing, I know I brought this up last time I think where if she, she
1: had like a quiet confidence, yeah, that'd be one thing. But she's so
2: outward with it, yeah, yeah. When she's walking around the empty arena, musical, yeah. musical score kind of ruined it, but it yeah, was just, yeah, 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 It just felt like her talking and it was believable, yeah.
1: If they, yeah, if they, if they literally, if they got rid of the Charlie Brown music, they, it would, you know, that probably would have been something better. Mm-hmm. But, man, that music destroyed it. Yeah, it didn't do it any favors. anyways
2: But anyway, they need to make that delineation with her, or, as you said, just either. If they need to just find some consistency. Make it, honestly. Delineation, know. keep the, the mystique, uh, Going even backstage, you know, they, or I I mean, drop it entirely. You know
1: what she could use totally as one of them video packages, like they gave TM61. Yeah, just let me see who the hell this person actually is. Yeah, and not all the you know red contacts and the freaking you know the moon and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so let me see who this person actually is. Yeah, then I might actually give it to him. No. Yeah. Anyways, next up. Oh yeah. So anyways, Evermoon uh, Moon uh, got the roll up win, and then as she was um, kind of celebrating, Baylor came right back out and just choked the living crap out of her twice. Twice, and then Ember Moon threw up a little bit. Did you see that part? That yeah. was gnarly, yeah. but I love that. That was great. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, so that was really cool. Shannon Baszler, you know, attempted murder on Ember Moon. Pretty much. That's kind of what I want for my heel. Yeah. I, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah.
2: Next, we saw Ricochet. Trevor. Hold on.
1: Ricochet Man. Trevor Ricochet Man. Sitting ringside. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to keep doing that. Trevor
2: Ricochet Man! I don't know. They're but like if they're really. going to just, you know, continue to call War Machine War Machine, why not just refer to him as Ricochet? I don't know. Or are they just doing this, kind of like a get to know you period with the NXT universe and then slowly get rid of the Ricochet thing? I don't know. In case people didn't know who he was, it's well, based okay, on his here, name. Well,
1: here's, okay, here's one thing. Trevor Man's a cool name. It is a cool name. It kind of, you know, it has kind of the Alistair Black feel to it. Yeah. You know, Trevor Man. Yeah. I mean, they might just think, oh, that's a great name. What is a ricochet? I'm sure Vince knows what a ricochet is. Well, I know what a ricochet is. Is there a physical object that's a ricochet? ricochet is just when something bounces off something else, right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh,
2: I was watching uh, Kota Ibushi versus Ricochet, I think in 2014, Ricochet was insanely over. Oh, yeah. Insanely over. I think he had just won Best of Super Juniors that year, 2014. I think he was so over. Yeah. Yeah. Challenging for the junior heavyweight title.
1: Yeah, so I don't know, man. Uh, it was cool to see him there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Next up, we have uh, Aleister Black versus Adam, Adam Cole, baby. In an Extreme Rules match. This
2: was a lot of fun.
1: This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was great. I actually really loved this, and I thought it was it Adam Cole. So we saw a lot of Adam Cole not wrestling in the first couple months that he was in NXT, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And whenever we'd see him, he would look like Fitness Guru. Yeah. Because he does man bun... He cuts his sleeves off, but he's got kind of like well,
2: he has like nice jeans and then dress shoes.
1: You're right, exactly. But then like a cut off on yeah, his yeah, yeah. Shirt. Yeah. It,
2: there Yeah. I,
1: there, I didn't feel like there was any size discrepancy. I know there is, mm-hmm. but Aleister Black's not that big. No, I think he's like six one or something like that, I think right? He's six feet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Adam Cole, I think, is like five, five ten mm-hmm. maybe. So I don't know. It felt real to me. It felt good. I didn't. I wasn't like, oh god, this guy's being out. You know, out. Whatever he's got such, such a uh, not being manhandled yeah you know so that was cool and the same thing with uh, Red Dragon yeah I mean all those men are big dudes yeah but you know I didn't it didn't really feel like oh my God this is unrealistic
2: no I think Red Dragon went to the match with the plan and and, and followed through on it and the strategy led to victory I think that's why yeah I and mean, that's that's what you always hear if, if you're face up against a larger opponent chop them down yeah chop them down
1: um, But anyway, this, yeah, this is a lot of fun, a lot of cool uh spots here. One particularly nasty-looking spot, actually two, but one was really cool and the other was like,
2: ow. Yeah. Uh,
1: So it's, they got the kendo sticks out. Oh, Adam Cole got the kendo stick out early.
2: And then Aleister Black on the opposite side of the ring got another kendo stick out. Yeah. So here's the thing, early on this match, like, Adam Cole would try to introduce weapons. Yeah. And either Aleister Black would respond or disregard. It's like the kendo stick spot. Mm-hmm. He got a kendo stick, went in the ring, saw Adam Cole, and was like, I don't need this. And he
1: threw it away. And Adam yeah. Cole, there was a great diffable image of Adam Cole going, "Oh, ho, stupid. Yeah. Like that, yeah. which was fantastic. And
2: he had a kick to the face, I think.
1: Right, exactly. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then eventually, Adam, uh, what's his face? Uh, Alistair Black went for uh, a moonsault. And mid moonsault, he got hit with a kendo stick in the midsection, so he went down.
2: Yeah, Cole hit him with a kendo stick-assisted backstabber. That was cool. So instead of having a hold of him. With his hands, he wrapped them up with Kendo stick, mm-hmm. backstabber. That was neat. And then Adam Cole sets up, sits up a table ringside. Yeah. Um, and then Aleister Black, you know, incapacitates Adam Cole for a little bit, sets up another table right next to it. So we yeah. have two
1: tables ringside. I wonder what was going to happen there. Bones
2: going to go through it. At some point around this, Adam Cole cuts the heck out of his thumb. his right Yeah. Thumb, cause it was bleeding everywhere. Yeah. And they actually had to take a, a brief pause during the match so the medical staff can go in there and address the bleeding. It's yeah. bleeding a lot. Yeah, no good. I'm still not sure when it happened. No. Um, Probably a big chunk of kendo stick, maybe. Maybe. Um, uh, a ladder gets set up in the corner, and then Alistair Black throws Adam Cole butt first, mm-hmm. right his tailbone into the ladder. Yeah. It's after that spot that the medical staff went and put some tape on, uh, on mm-hmm. Adam Cole's thumb. Yeah. Um, this spot was awesome where Adam Cole tosses the chair at Alistair when Alistair's on the second rope, and then super kicks him off the turnbuckle through the tables on the outside. Well he
1: super it crazy, he super kicked the chair which hit Alistair Black's head, which sent him tumbling down. Yeah. That was interesting they did like a little headshot with the chair there. Yeah, it was a, little bit, cool. a little bit cool. Um yeah, everybody marked out big time over that. That was really cool. That was a really, really
2: good. And thing. then the next high spot was a little rough. Alistair, Adam Cole sets up two chairs at first facing each other so the seats were touching and then reverses them so the backs were facing each so other. It was like a triangle of pain yeah. Right here. Yeah. Um Ad- Black gets the whole Adam Cole and does a Death Valley driver onto the yeah. the, the backs of the chairs yeah. across the mid part, I guess, the middle of Adam Cole's back. Yeah.
1: That Ow. looked like that looked like it really hurt. Yeah. Um I mean I'm sure there's a way, you know, it probably did really hurt.
2: He was pretty he was pretty gentle.
1: He was pretty gentle putting him down and then Adam Cole was able to get his feet down right as it hit, so I think, yeah. you know, that obviously helps a bit. But that probably still really hurt, but oh, it yeah. wasn't like, I don't know, I think it was Brian Alvarez it was like, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. I was yeah, I know, I know,
2: I know. It's I saw like, that too. It's okay. And <laughs> yeah, these guys know what they're doing.
1: They're professionals. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, um,
2: there was a, a spot where Alistair hits a sliding knee into chair, which hit Adam Cole, uh-huh. going for the pin, Red comes in, brings mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. They hit total elimination on Aleister Black. Looks like Adam Cole has control. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still incapacitated, though. Redragon, go uh, take uh, Aleister Black over to the announce table area, setting him up from some sort of announce table spot. Who comes makes the save Steve? Sanity. 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 Yeah. So they still have the rematch for those tag titles.
1: Yeah, so that was cool. That was cool that... Uh, that they didn't, because I mean, I thought I, I thought that this was going to be like a takeover of Wonky. It had the setup for a takeover of Wonky yeah, finishes. Yeah, we predictions, yeah. Um, And, you know, th- th- it wasn't, they didn't do this. No. Uh, I mean, Red Dragon got their bit, but Aleister Black still went over, or yeah, still won. Um, Sanity, yeah, ran them off. Uh, before Adam Cole was able to take advantage of Alistair Black and uh, his precarious spot near the table, Aleister Black was able to get like a double knee stomp. Yeah, on Cole through the announce table. Yeah, so Adam Cole, baby, went through the announce yeah. table. Uh and then Alistair Black hit Black Man's win? Yeah, and won the match. Fun match. Were you surprised at this win? You had Cole, I had Black. Surprisingly, yeah. like I, I, it wasn't until like right after this match, I was like, "Wait, did you? Which match do we disagree on?" Because I much. thought I thought that it was going to be when I was watching, I was like, yeah, "It makes total sense for this to be Adam Cole to win with Reed Dragon's help." But I think when I was thinking about it, when during predictions. It was like, they can't all be wonky
2: finishes, Yeah.
1: and I thought Almas was going to win, so it makes sense for Aleister Black to then take on Almas. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing that math, no, and it turns fair. out I was right.
2: Yeah, I mean, when, I, when we did predictions, I, I thought this was kind of a coin flip.
1: Yeah, still surprising, though.
2: Still kind of surprising. That makes sense. I imagine it would be Aleister Black versus Almas that take over New Orleans. I'd be surprised sense. if it wasn't. <clears throat> they are tapings this week, right? Yes. Yeah. In Atlanta. No. Yeah, I guess so. I is think it's the first and second, so I guess it'll be the end of this week. Oh well. Wow. I believe. Yeah, so yeah, I'd, I'd fully expect Aleister Black to challenge the title next.
1: It makes sense. Uh, next up My goodness. Ethan Carter the third. DC three. City space three. Yeah. But then later on when they had an interview with him, it was all bunched up together. Yeah. So maybe you're on the same page. Yeah, they do. Ethan Carter, the third from Impact Wrestling.
2: Evidently, is now
1: NXT's newest signing. so he's not heading straight to Maine.
2: Surprising. He's going through
1: NXT, that yeah. is surprising. A lot of alpha males there. You
2: know what? I wonder if some, some people sign on wanting to go through NXT because that well, it's the be. best wrestling in the entire company.
1: Well, it would work for Derek Bateman anyways because yep. that's last
2: where he was. And they referenced that not during this segment, obviously, but there was a backstage interview where they said it was been five plus mm-hmm, years. Yeah. And He had the exact number of days. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he said something to the extent of, "Yeah, it, it took me five years to find out who I really am." There's some some victory that's in that. Real victory. And the man, more you he know. turns to, I think, uh, what's her name, Christy oh. St. It wasn't Dasha, and it wasn't
1: Christy, it was somebody. Oh, okay. I forget who. He turns
2: to her and says, "Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here." Yeah, that was weird. And he walks away.
1: <laughs> He's so weird. Oh man, but that's cool. That's really good to hear. It's, again, it's going to be you know, as soon as we think that NXT, we sort of got a handle of it. More people come in, more people move on. I
2: know, I'm guessing there's between now and Mania especially, there's got to be a oh, yeah. pretty significant number of departures.
1: I would think so, yeah. I mean, it's going to look so different three months from now. Oh, yeah, It's going to look so different three months from now. Uh, next up, we had the main event, Johnny Gargano, the challenger versus the champion, Andrade Cien
2: Almas, a.k.a.
1: El Idolo! They're going to
2: be really hard-pressed. I mean, by they, I mean wrestlers everywhere around the world to top this match. This is already early contender for match of the year 2018. This is
1: absolutely right now my personal match of the year 2018. Beat anything I saw at Wrestle Kingdom, beat anything that WWE's put on. I haven't felt like this about a match since I watched Omega Okada 1. Yep. I was blown away by this match.
2: Absolutely blown away. And they actually, I felt like <clears throat> they used the specter of Champa interfering.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: To, I mean, it was already a really dramatic match because it was really well-wrestled. Yeah. A lot of really great storytelling. Yeah. But that specter that Ciampa could interfere, Yeah, I felt it really heightened the, the, the tension in the match because the whole time I was on the edge of my seat, not only because I was like, oh my gosh, is Gargano going to pull this off, mm-hmm. but it was also, oh my gosh, is Ciampa going to cost him this match? Yeah. The thing that I loved about it,
1: that is very NXT, and everybody thought, myself included, even though I really didn't want to, and I was glad they didn't was that Ciampa was going to come in. I mean, I think they saw him, you know, he was seen at Philadelphia Airport. Mm-hmm. Was that Ciampa was going to come in and cause Gargano this match? I'm really so overwhelmingly happy that he straight up lost the match because I thought that would have cheapened something that was so great, especially if they had done it like at the very end. After 30 minutes. Oh, I know, yeah. That would have been such a cheap way mm-hmm. to get out of this. I am so glad because, and I have no idea, because we thought this to a much lesser degree, I feel, with Ty Dillinger. With all this talent coming in, who knows what's going to be the plan for six months from now? Yeah, but it would not surprise me at all if the tentative plan is for Gargano to have to get through Ciampa in order to get the NXT Championship. Or, they, I mean, you—you here's, here's could—you could possibly view it as Ciampa could be his NXT title.
2: Well, here's what I after the the match ended and I had some time to process. I I kind of imagined be a situation where rather than having Ciampa – Costs the match. He, Gargano loses the match. Uh, Ciampa comes out, hits him with a crutch. Hey, I'm still here. Yeah. Next to the tapings. Ciampa comes out and says, "You thought you could do it on your own? You can't.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know. You thought you were gonna move on, become a huge star without me? Not gonna happen. He, now I'm here. I'm healthy. I'm gonna beat you up a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hurt you real bad. Yeah. And then yeah. Then once Gargano gets through Champa, hopefully, I'm hopefully, I'm hope, hoping they, this. Three matches. Give us yeah. three matches. Give us a protracted feud between these oh, like three. Guys. takeovers. Two takeovers, and then you have another match on TV. Here's my thing. I just don't know if it's the, the way the... Because the Ciampa needs to come back in his first match. He needs to beat Gargano. He needs it's, to beat the heck out of him. The speed with which... Oh, I know. People I know.
1: are coming in, and they need to get this stuff done. I know. I just don't see it very realistic that they would take them any takeovers. You and I are on the same page, we both want that. I just don't know if, if they have the time what, or talent. What is, what is
2: NXT's WrestleMania? Um, It's Brooklyn. That's their mania. Yeah, okay, I can see that. That's, yeah, I mean, there's the last three years mm-hmm. that's been, been generally their, they're big speaking deal. their most high profile show yeah, okay. with the best card and sometimes the best matches. So the next takeover, we have Gargano Ciampa 1. Mm-hmm. And Ciampa wipes the floor with Gargano. Mm, sure. Annihilates them. Yeah. Beats them up. And then Johnny has to take the next, what, three months, four months to find himself again. Mm-hmm. He has to finally get over kind of the, the ghosts of DIY. So by the time we we get to the Brooklyn 4, then he gets the W. He yeah. gets the win there. And then after that, if he's still around, he can move on mm-hmm. to to the title or maybe he moves up to Maine or to 205 Live or something.
1: Yeah, I get the feeling that he's going to be titleless in NXT. Quite possibly. Just because the the level of talent, the amount of talent is coming oh, yeah. through Champa is his NXT
2: championship. Yeah. But I think, and, he, and has I think lo- he has to lose that first match though.
1: Um yeah, I would say so. I think for the benefit yeah. of
2: the story, he needs to lose that, third, yeah. that first match. Yeah. But they can have that first match, maybe have something not as substantial on an episode of NXT TV, mm-hmm. maybe it's a, a, a wonky finish, yeah. leading to their final encounter at Brooklyn. Yeah, I, am so really I can see really if, if they build the story right, that can main event the show. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, computer. Computer. Just fell in my chair there.
1: Hello, so. computer. Anyways. Anyways, on to the match itself. Yeah,
2: it was fantastic. The pace at which they wrestled this match, and it was over a half hour, I feel like.
1: Yeah. I'm um to look up
2: the time. Was insane. Because at no point was there any let up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was a little bit of a submission type move um in the beginning. Thirty two minutes. Jeez. Um, in the beginning.
1: Yeah, there was some there was some headlock stuff.
2: But after that, yeah. it was just go, 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 go the entire time. This was a star-making performance for Andrade Sien, almost far and away the best match he's put on in NXT.
1: One of the things that I really loved about this match, I always really love when people bring something new to the equation, mm-hmm. and there were so many instances of a standard wrestling spot being turned on its head um, for example, when Almas went for the moonsault, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gargano moved, and he immediately he did one moonsault, land on his feet, and then immediately did the other moonsault, so the standing moonsault. Yeah. There were so many times where they would do something that you're used to seeing in wrestling, but they would put their own twist or invert it or well, do something
2: I, odd with I it. I think here's the thing, too. This is the third time they've wrestled before. Mm-hmm. So I think to a certain extent there was some familiarity because I know uh, early on, Gargano hit one of his slingshot spears on, on Almas. But later on, he tried for it again, Almas reversed it.
1: Right, exactly, yeah. And there were
2: several instances where that kind of stuff there happened.
1: Were, there were so many layers of creativity in this yeah. match. It was so much fun.
2: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, we got to see Johnny Gargano do a somersault senton off the apron onto nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was trying to think about this during our podcast earlier. I was like, what did I see that was a, that was... Uh, guy landing onto nothing. I was right. It was here.
2: Yeah. It was fairly early on too. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, almost hits that double moonsault. Um, Gargano hit Cheeky Nandos. Mm-hmm. Will Ospreay's, like, I don't want to call it Will Ospreay's move. I'm sure he didn't invent it. Maybe yeah. he did. I don't know, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's almost reversing the slingshot spear into the, the draping knee and like hit him across the back, mm-hmm. all the knees in the corner, but then goes from knees in the corner again. Johnny gets out of the way. Yeah. Just so much good stuff. Yeah. Um. Candice LeRae got involved. That
1: was that was oh I popped biggest pop popped for huge. me was her coming yeah because like Selena Vega was gonna do her thing, she so she did she did do the uh, her run the outside and to the, the ring steps yeah and then uh, the refs started giving her some business. Johnny Gargano was on the outside. She comes around to try to jack with him some more, and Candice comes out of nowhere, spears the crap out of jumps her, jumps
2: the barricade, starts to lane into her, and runs her off. Oh that was so good. That was fantastic. That oh was man, great. there's a lot of great kickouts towards the end, a lot of false finishes. Couple super kicks that almost kicked out a couple of Gargano escapes. uh, First, that uh, almost poked Gargano in the eye, second, got his foot on the rope.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Gargano kicked out of a hammerlock DDT. Mm -hmm, That was crazy. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, The finish saw uh, uh, Gargano in, in almost on the apron. Almost pushing Gargano into the ring post, mm-hmm. and then falling up with double knees, mm-hmm. pulls him up on the top rope, hits the draping hammerlock DDT, picks up the win. Yeah, phenomenal yeah. match. Oh, I mean, we can let, you know like go through the spots here, but there's a disservice to the actual story being told. It's fantastic. Yeah, it was absolutely so far my match of the year. Like I don't have any doubt about. Oh, it. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah. Then again, we're only in we're still in January. I know. Well,
1: my second favorite match of the year was uh, Omega Okada one, I think last year. That was January 4th. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. But no, it's going to take a lot. It's it gonna is. going to take a lot. Who's Kota Ibushi fighting next? We don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know. Mm. Shinsuke AJ is going to be a contender. Mm-hmm. That should be a contender. If
2: if at some point this year we somehow get Kenny and Kota Ibushi
1: mm-hmm. against Maybe. each other. Yeah.
2: That'll be a contender.
1: Maybe. I mean, it would be definitely a contender. I just think it's going to happen in Wrestle Kingdom.
2: It could. Uh, if it happens at all. Yeah. Anyways, after the match, we mentioned... Uh, Gargano and Candice LeRae are walking up the ramp. Mm-hmm. Um, the crowd's giving Johnny a standing ovation. You know, they have the copyright thing pop up. You think the show's over? <clears throat>
1: and then you see the crowd. <laughs>
2: Ciampa comes from behind, hits him with the crutch. He's got a great new shirt.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a great shirt.
2: Um, lays him out. Candice LeRae is like, what are you doing? Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. That's how the show ends. Ciampa just goes Yeah, this. I know. He's yeah, got the, the psycho killer look. Yeah, definitely psycho killer look. So,
1: yeah, fantastic TakeOver. Really good. Um, and this one, I actually like the build.
2: Mm-hmm. I like the build of mm-hmm. this one, so I'm really excited to see what's going to well, happen. I think the pieces are in place for a lot of quality storytelling leading up to the next TakeOver Mania.
1: Yeah. What was the, uh, what was the dark match that we're going to see probably on TV oh, this
2: week? Roderick Strong versus Tyler Bate, number one contender Ooh, for the UK title. Wow. That's one of them. Uh, TM 61 in oh, ring return. Oh, oh. Wow, I wonder if we're going to see Tyler Bate versus... Uh, t-
1: Roderick Strong has to win a match at
2: some point. Like, I mean, I know who won that match, but I'm not gonna tell you. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Okay. Um, and then I thought there was one more.
1: Oh wait, I'm sorry. It was Roderick Strong, Tyler Bate. Then who else?
2: Uh, TM61. Oh, nice. Match. against who? I don't remember. Oh, that's no. They're they're back in the ring.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. Nate. Good. So we have a fun. I love. I my fi- my new favorite thing
2: is the post the recap heavy edition of NXT post takeover. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think uh, I think that's true. Did you ever watch the end-of-the-year uh, clip show? No, I should have. No, I didn't. It's always fun to reminisce. Yeah, no, I, totally it is, yeah. But I didn't. Yeah, I didn't watch it. We either. have too much time in the day, man. I know. I, I, got
1: I, watched, I watched NXT. six
2: hours of New Beginning and Sapporo to watch. I know. It really just should be like two hours. I'll probably just watch two hours of it. I'll watch two matches.
0: Um,
1: you should watch at least three. What's the third one I should watch? You should oh, watch. I should watch Young Bucks versus yes. Three.
2: Watch all the title matches at the least. Okay, sounds good. Um, I
1: watch NXT with such an eye for detail. I really do. That I don't need a recap. I got the recap. Okay, up here. All right. It is fun to reminisce, though. It is. Anyways, that's it for the show. Hilton, let's get some music. Thank you, Hilton. Anyways, uh, leave your comments below if you like doing that stuff. Until next time, we'll
2: talk to you. bye.